I knew there is a huge population of horseback riders in Maine and that it was a viable industry. And then of course we have all these skiers. And I was like, I don't understand why we're not marrying these two, these two sports in Maine, like they do out West. And of course, skijoring out West is like very much like cowboy culture, but there's no reason why we can't do it here. Just no one had. Welcome to the Guides Gone Wild podcast. What is Guides Gone Wild, you ask? This is where you'll fill your ears and minds with the stories of everyday, extraordinary women who will inspire you to take your outdoor adventure game to the next level. Whether you're starting your journey from the couch or the trailhead, this is the place for you, so let's get a little wild. We are embracing midwinter with a giant Yeti hug again this week over here on Guides Gone Wild. This is your host, Jen, and I am so excited to share this fun conversation. Repeat listeners will recognize one of the voices, Christina Cannon of Main Street Skowhegan. She's back today with her marketing maven sidekick, Mary Haley of MXH Marketing, and we are talking ski joring and Somerset snow fun. Equestrian ski joring is a big hit out west, but it was a novelty on the east coast when bright-eyed and bushy-tailed Mary Haley proposed it to Main Street Skowhegan in 2018. Her proposal was initially met with blank stares, but they wound up going for it, even though none of them had heard of it before. And 2019 marked the start of what's now the annual ski jor Skowhegan race, the first one to ever happen in Maine. Skijor Skowhegan is an action-packed event with tons of spectators jammed into the Skowhegan State Fairgrounds, cheering on over 50 teams made up of one person on a horse and the other on skis or a snowboard towed behind as they fly at speeds of up to 35 miles an hour down a thousand foot course, navigating gates, jumps, and collecting ring points. Yes, it is as bonkers as it sounds. This wild ride is coming up on February 25th, but you don't have to wait until then to sample the fun. We are talking about it today, along with all the other super fun offerings that make up Somerset Snowfest, which runs from February 17th to 26th. Get more details by visiting somersetsnowfest.org or skijorskowhegan.org, or best of all, just listen in now. Okay, cool. Okay, we have a super duper crazy fun situation today where we are talking, we are returning to Skowhegan to talk to Christina Cannon, Executive Director of Main Street Skowhegan and her right-hand woman for this fabulous stuff that we're about to talk to talk about, um, Mary Haley from MXH Marketing, formerly of Main Street Skowhegan, I, I saw, so everybody. So we got the, the ladies team, we're going to talk about a fantastic week-long event that they have coming up the Somerset Snowfest, which is February 18th to 26th. And uh, one of the total highlights of that week, and we we talked about it a little bit, I think, Christina, when you were on the podcast before, is the Ski Joris Skowhegan event, which is just, I watched the videos again before I hopped on this morning, and it's just freaking bonkers. So Keep this question in the back of your mind. I want to know how many pages is the liability waiver and how many ambulances do you have on, on staff at that point? And who in their right mind tries to do it on a snowboard? But those are all different questions. So let's let's back up. Tell me, I guess, a little bit about the, you know, where where did this, let, let's talk specifically about the Snowfest and how the whole thing started and, you know, like, what are you super excited about in a couple of weeks? Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Snowfest started five years ago now. Um, officially. And 
before that, the iteration of the, the winter event in Skowhegan was the Lake George Regional Park Ice Fishing Derby. And um, I believe they also had a box sled race where kids make boxes and slide down a, a hill during that event as well. And they did some other stuff out at the lake. So when Mary jumped on board at Main Street Skowhegan, she presented this awesome idea of equestrian skajoring, to which all of us in the interview, when she pitched the idea, had no freaking clue what she was talking about. <laughs> so, um, but she pitched it and we we're like, yeah, let's do it. And um, so we talked to Lake George Regional Park and we were like, how about we expand upon this idea of the ice fishing derby and we add a bunch of outdoor winter activities and celebrate all things winter in central Maine and call it Somerset Snowfest and really make it kick ass. And um, and they said, yeah, let's do it. So today, five years later, well, more than five years later now, once you add all the planning in, um, here we are. And now it's actually officially 10 days. It's actually going to start on the 17th this year. We've got a, a kickoff party at Bigelow Brewing. They they did a collab beer with Baxter Brewing. And um, we've got an official Snowfest beer this year. So that's pretty cool. And so that's kicking it everything off on the 17th. So nice. <laughs> all right. So this begs the question, Mary, I know you're a registered main guide and you have a background in like um, kind of water guiding. What where the heck did this whole ski joring idea come from and, and why did you think, oh, yeah, this is exactly what we should be doing in Skowhegan? Well, I had seen it out west um, when I visited out there, uh, I think when, back when I was like 19. And since I learned about it, I'd been sort of just obsessed about it, obsessed with it. And growing up, I, I rode horses throughout my whole childhood up until I was 18 and went to college and couldn't bring my horse with me. And so I knew there is a huge, you know, population of horseback riders in Maine and that it was a viable industry. And then of course we have all these skiers. And I was like, I don't understand why we're not marrying these two, these two sports in Maine, like they do out West. And of course, skajoring out West is like very much like cowboy culture, but there's no reason why we can't do it here. Just no one had, I mean, there had been a few races in New Hampshire and those petered out for no reason other than I think there was some like relationship drama that went on if I'm remembering correctly so the band broke up but um, <laughs> of the people who organized it so there was like no real reason why we weren't doing it and so but I yeah. guess the question is I understand that that you know like it's like oh yeah this is a great idea let's get these let's get this Venn diagram like built out but like who are going to be the people that are going to jump into the middle of that <laughs> first people out like what the <laughs> Like that's just nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. If anyone is not has not doesn't know what we're talking about ski joring, it's like you ride a horse and you get pulled on skis, through, and it's not. That's like you know whatever. That's hectic enough. But there's a lot of that that goes on in Maine, you know, and, and other places in the North Country with snow snowmobiles and kids and dads all involved. But there's like a course and there's jumps and there's yeah. like hazards and then you gotta like grab things to get points, right? Am I yes, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I'm like a skier, you know, I go to Sugarloaf once in a while and, oh, my buddy has a horse. They like to ride. Why would I ever be like, I'm going to trust my life to you and and tether myself to you and then get dragged through this whole thing? Like, how did you make that argument? Well, I think New England skiers, we got grit. I mean, we learned to ski on ice all through childhood. <laughs> we got grit. We're, we're hardy. Um, so I don't think it was a a big stretch to be like, you know, you should just add this into our repertoire. Was it all 18 year old boys the first year? 
<laughs> no, we, we did have some, some adults, uh, quite a few adults, but we did have quite a few young people as well. Um, but I'd say actually we have much more adults than we do young, young people for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do teams come in from like all over the place? Like, did you do like any kind of maybe demonstration thing the first year or like, like how, I, I'm still kind of like, how do I get over that mental hurdle? I mean, I guess if I'm a total badass, I'd be like, oh yeah, sure. I'll do that. That sounds like, yeah. fun, you know, I'll put like so- body armor on. Yeah. So that first year we did host like a practice day where people could come and try it. And so we had horse riders come and skiers come and it was kind of an unofficial thing where they could try it. We personally never hosted as an organization, another practice day, but we created a Facebook group called Skajor Maine and people in there all the time are like, offering their places up to practice like um, Kelsey Hilton, who's on our planning team and competes every year. She's always, she's always posting. They're like, Hey, we're going to groom our field and run around this Saturday if anyone wants to come. So it's very, I guess, grassrootsy in the sense of like, just, you gotta like be, be willing to make connections with other people that you don't know and and trust the process. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. I'm like, Oh my God. They have a Facebook group for matchmaking. This is like a whole subreddit that like is just outside of my line of consciousness. So I think that's awesome. Um, so, and that that event is Saturday, the 25th, right? And it looked like you're still taking, are you still taking uh, applicants? And like, tell like, what what's the process if somebody's like, this sounds like more fun than I will ever have on skis again. I want to do this in two weeks, 10 days. Can they still? Yeah. So, um, you have to sign up as a team. And like you just said, the Skidore main group is basically a matchmaking group. You just post in there and you say, I'm looking for a, either a skier, or if you're a skier, you're looking for a horseback rider. You sign up as a team on our website. Um, we're taking registrations till the Monday before maybe the, so is that the 20th? <laughs> and then we kind of have to finalize race sheets and stuff, but it's pretty that simple for the horseback riders. There are a couple of requirements that like might take a little bit more time. Like horses have to have at least two, two front studded shoes on their horses. And so getting your farrier in to get horse, to get shoes on them or get boots fitted for them, finding boots and fitting them for them. Um, it takes a little time, but ultimately if you can get it done by time registration close, you, you, you can join. <laughs> yeah. I'm fascinated. What are the other qualifiers? Like, do you, I mean, I, I have to imagine that, I don't know, whoever's un, whoever's underwriting this thing is like, here's five questions I'd like you to ask of everybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what are they? <laughs> we have some age requirements for like, I don't think skiers, I'm, I'm off the top of my head, I can't quite remember, but I think like you can't be under 14 years old for to be a horseback rider and you can't be under maybe 10 or it's 12 or something to be a skier. Those are on our websites, uh, on our website. But um, yeah, and then like, you know, you have to have certain safety gear. Like everyone has to wear a helmet. The horse has to have, you know, like front two front, st- at least two front studded shoes or boots. And then that's pretty much it. We pre- like the rest of that equipment, you know, they have to come with some way that we can attach the quick release tow rope. Um, but we take care of like providing all that quick release equipment. And then it's just like, you come and show up and you do it. Sometimes it's people's first time. <laughs> that's yeah, that's crazy. I just was talking to a team that was doing the toboggan thing. I mean, they've done it a bunch of times, but which is also sounds like bonkers to me. I mean, that that sounds like more realistic and 
maybe less deadly fun, but I don't know. I, this is, this is, this is awesome. So at least you can let go of the rope when you're skidoring though. Cause what? like, at least you can let go of yeah. the rope. You know, well, if, you remember to, if you remember to, if it's your first time, that's like <laughs> my husband and I own a snow kite. And let me just tell you the first time he took that thing out, first of all, he decided to do it on a day. It was like gusting wind 35 miles an hour. And then he just like decided to go to a parking lot to practice. And then he forgot to like, let go of the kite. So that there's a lot of things that went wrong that day. <laughs> He's still with us, but he's got a nice scar on the top of his head. Oh um, man! <laughs> but so back to ski joring, though. It's it, it said it was the Northeast Equestrian Ski Joring Regional. So is there kind of a an affiliated group that is like the rulemaking organization around ski joring in the Northeast that works with you on this, or or is it kind of like <laughs> in Camden where it's like the U.S. Toboggan Nationals because there's no other place that they do tobogganing? So it's funny you say that because me and Christina went to a conference and like the. Uh, Sunday River has the world championship wife carrying competitions and they were giving us they were giving talking at this workshop and they're like if there's only one of you you can call it whatever you want <laughs> so so that's why we did it <laughs> all right brilliant I love it okay uh, that's all we need to know about that that's awesome um yeah so how many teams do you have signed up so far do you know uh I just pulled the sheets the other day we have about 46 teams registered so far and is it like a one run and that's your time and whatever, or are your points or like, like, how do you win? How many times so, do you have to do this? <laughs> it's, it's, you are, um, uh, ranked on your best of two runs. So you get two runs at it and you receive penalty. And so, you know, there's two divisions, there's novice division where you don't have to hit the jump. So you're just going through the gates and you only have to collect one ring, which is for the easier and slower going, um, teams. And then the pro division, you have to do jumps, gates, and two rings. And so if you miss a gate, miss a jump, or miss a ring, you're penalized by adding time. So your time gets longer, not quick, not faster. And so you're judged on your best of two best of two runs. Yeah. And that's it. Is there like a best yard sale podium that you can get onto? <laughs> you know, we actually have not... Not that I can remember unless Christina can think of, we haven't had a ton of real bad crash. I mean, we've had some heft, like we've had some ones that kind of bang people up, but no like real big, you know, display of like yard sale stuff everywhere. Um, well, I don't know. John would tell you differently, Mary, because his, <laughs> so my husband has raced every year up until last year and he, he is just famous for not paying attention to anything that is going on, I think is a good way of describing him. And he was like, yeah, I'll and he's a great skier and he's done it for years. So last year he didn't go walk the track with Mary and the group to like see where the jumps and the rollers were and to see where he was supposed to go versus where the novice group was supposed to go. And so he's just over there, you know, chatting it up with his friends. And then he gets into, he gets behind the horse and he um, is going super fast because he had a like a lightning horse and um, he goes over the rollers instead of the jump and completely eats shit Com- like legs up over, you know, and he was down for he was down for a couple minutes. We were a little concerned. The announcer was like, hey, someone go check him out. But yeah, it, yeah so somebody bring that a man couple. a beer. <laughs> Needless to say, he has retired. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. And he might be picketing in the front, in the front of the fairgrounds this year. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, that sounds, I, I can only imagine. Um, yeah. 
And of yeah. course he, of course, you know, that, that I'm going to be totally uh, biased gender right now and be like, of course he was like, Oh, I don't, I don't need to like walk the course. I, I got things to do. So yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I got this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Oh, anyway, back to that whole Darwin theory. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So, but, so this is going to be super fun and it sounds like does not cost to watch it just to park. Right. And it's at the fairgrounds. So bring like 87 blankets to sit on a metal seat and watch this whole thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Last year we had to clean off the grandstand cause it snowed the night before and it was like nice and slick and yeah, extra cold. So yeah. but we have beer. So there you go. With beer. There you go. Just don't yeah, wear yeah. your full snowsuit. Cause it'll be a little hard to get in and out of that thing when you need to, after you warm yourself, <laughs> yeah. as they say in the porta potty. <laughs> right. Right. right, right. <laughs> And a porta potty. Um, all right, cool. That I mean, it sounds super fun. What time? What time does everything kick off? And like, if folks are, you know, figuring out what when to arrive, what's the if they just want to watch and don't want to necessarily watch the uh, warm ups and stuff. Yeah. So our, you know, opening remarks start at 10, 1045 AM. Um, first racer goes at 11 and we actually run the divisional heats back to back. So we'll do both novice runs first. So at 11 o'clock, we'll start with novice. All the novice will go through, then they'll do their second run. Then we pause to do not, then we do the awards for the novice group. Um, and then we jump right into, into the pro division. And then we do the pro runs back to back. So, you know, parking lot, like people start, people start showing up at like 10 30 AM. We, we always usually have less novice people than we do pro division. So novice usually takes maybe an hour, hour and a half. And then, and then it goes into pro. So it's probably like, you know, what kind of action you want to see. Um, but if you want good, if you want good parking, you want the whole experience, you should show up at like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would imagine that the novices would be just fun to watch just from the perspective of like, wow, this person is like, you know, maybe, maybe has never done this before and is doing it the first time and very intentional yeah. and smart to run them first, because I would imagine if they see the pros go, they'll be like, Oh hell, I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> maybe I don't want to do this after all. <laughs> and there are some comical moments within the novice division that that always come up. Um, yeah, I mean, we've had like a horse stop and turn around and come back to the start gate. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, the horses are novice too. <laughs> we had a horse loose yeah, like, in the on the track one year. I don't know how that happens, but <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. yeah, this uh, this sounds a little bit crazy. What's so for the people who are? I when I was watching the video, it seems like some riders are not only riding the horse, but like doing some stuff with the rope. Is that, is that like the pro um, situation? Like you're doing both or is it mostly just like tied to the horse and then, or maybe, maybe I'm, I mean, I saw, I saw some of the uh, pro rider, like uh, skiers or whatever, doing stuff with the rope to make their, to control their speed and stuff. But I could have sworn I saw one of the horse riders doing it. I'm like, Whoa, that's a lot of activity up there. On the video, no. The horse rider might have. It, it could have been like at the end of the run because yeah, just like, like pulling it like, out or whatever. Well, yeah, pull the rope out away from their horse's hind end so it doesn't get wrapped around their feet or something. Yeah. But yeah, then the skiers, we tell them not to climb the rope too high because then they'll get too close to the horse to the back of the horse and right that could get dangerous. That could get, um, yeah, sketch. Yeah, the skiers like. I mean, I'm not like a big expert in in this strategy, but I guess it's sort of like water skiing. You know, they can climb up and down the rope to like, you know, give themselves some leeway as they go off, off a jump. So they're not instantly just pulled forward. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and like to create some, I'm not trying to think of what I want to say, but anyways, yeah. 
I guess there's some strategy in it. Yeah. yeah. Is the course straight or is it a does it go around the oval? It's pretty much straight. It basically okay. start like in the on the track, it basically starts at one corner and ends at the other. So yeah. the majority of the 95% of the track is on the straightaway. And and I'm also envisioning myself doing what I do sometimes when I'm water skiing and like losing complete control and going, woo, instead of turning. So what what is there? Is there some sort of guardrail, hay bale, whatever situation that keeps people kind of contained? Nobody's no. flying off into the crowd, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, usually there's snow piled up along the, the fence, but because we're on the horse racetrack, there's like, there are fences on both sides. So yeah. And snow to cushion your fall <laughs> or not. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that, yeah, still sounds bonkers, but let's talk about some of the other, for the, those who are maybe a little bit less adventurous and less inclined to <laughs> taking their lives in their hands in the middle of the winter. What else do we have going on in the Somerset Snowfest for, you know, all ages? It looks like there's all kinds of cool stuff. Well, we can start, you know, at the next level of just slightly down from Skajoring, we have a, a downhill kayak race on snow. So that always brings out some adventurous folk. Um, we've had uh, people in costumes for that before. And uh, and I don't know, it always gets pretty entertaining to watch people come down because you get people of all different beliefs on how to and how to do it faster. So some people use their hands, some people use their paddles. Anyway, uh, we are hoping to see a, a big group out for, for that this year and that that event actually is on Saturday, February 18th, starting at noon. Um, jumps and, and rollers on that, that or is that just what? like, is that just a pure speed play or are there jumps and rollers on that? Just pure speed. And in fact, okay. um, Justin out at Lake George Regional Park, where they host that, where they host it, um, actually has built like a, a platform for them to, to slide off of this year. Like, so it'll give them some extra, extra go. So that'll be entertaining to watch. Hopefully. Did they used to like just flail like beetles at the top trying to get momentum going? <laughs> Some of them, I don't know. <laughs> and there are hay bales on the course for this specific event, for sure. So, and the and the track is used also for the kids' box sled derby the uh, in the morning prior to that. So it's a full full day of sliding down hills, basically. So was that, that crazy thing your fun. idea too, Mary, or did somebody else, no. some other wing, not come up with that one? <laughs> no, yeah, the downhill was not was not my idea, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and, and the box sled doesn't start from the platform, but um. Justin did say that provided we have, we, you know, the snow conditions, he's going to try to add some bank turns to the downhill course this year. Oh, that'll be sweet. A little bit of dynamic, dynamic feel to it. Um, But Mm -hmm. there, you know, our snowpack is is never, is never guaranteed. So (laughs) yeah. Well, and now it's going to like, it's going to solidify into concrete after today, after today and tomorrow. Probably. Right. So, um, yeah, box sleds are fun. Box sled races are fun. I've seen those at other ski resorts. So that's, that's cool. That, that must be fun too. Oh to yeah. We get tons kids. of kids and families out for that. And it's like one of the, you know, highlights of the winter for some of our local folks. So that's always a, always a fun time. So, and on that same day, we have, um, you'll also notice a trend here. Um, we have the ice hole world championship. <laughs> So um, as far as we know, it's the only one because the founders of the sport live in Skowhegan, Cornville, actually. And um, they we decided that we should start hosting ice hole tournaments. Um, so think cornhole on the ice. Um, and that's basically what it is. So we're taking signups for that, too. So you can still register for the ice hole world championship. You could become a world champion. So, so the yeah. ice hole world championship, do you have to bring like 
57 bags because you lose every single one of them in the lake or are they biodegradable or are they just playing cornhole on ice? It's um, so I believe that there is, so that when they made the game, they fashioned a net of sorts um, to catch the hole or catch the puck in the hole. Cause I think it's with a hockey puck. I, I have not played admittedly. So, however, it's, it comes as a set and I believe we have sets for, you know, a set for the players that play and um, everyone is able to, to not lose their playing tools in the bottom of the lake. So, so it's like curling meets um bocce meets ice fishing yeah sure yeah yeah okay all right i'm just like i missed that one on the website so i'm like trying to see what that is all right cool um yeah there was some other lots of other fun stuff too i i the other thing that that stood out to me was the yeti hunt and i'm like that sounds like something that would scare the bejesus out of like the intended (laughs) audience what the heck is that Well, so we have this program, which I think we talked about in our last session, um, called Skahegan Outdoors. And we've got a group of AmeriCorps members who run uh, a free outdoor programs. And so a number of the activities that are happening through Snowfest, like midweek, are specifically Skahegan Outdoors run. And so that's one of them. And so we've got, like I said, a group of AmeriCorps members. And so this one of them named Mitch, who ha- who hails from um, the West Coast, is really excited to wear a Yeti costume. He actually wore it in the holiday parade, the Whoville parade. And now he's going to don the costume again for this Yeti hunt. And so it's actually going to be at Lake George Regional Park. We're excited to host a bunch of kids to come out and actually hunt the Yeti. So we'll see what happens. It's exactly what it, it's exactly what it sounds like. So that is going to be hilarious. Somebody's got to <laughs> videotape that because... I just remember being at an event with my kid when she was little and we were running around away from Santa Claus because she thought she wanted to see him until she lost her shit when we did see him. And it was like, I could just see these kids being like, oh yeah, this is cool. And as soon as he pops out somewhere, it's like, like fireworks of children running away. Oh man. Yeah. It, it's going to be great. And, and Mitch is a great, uh, great person for the, for the task. So he's got a, a fun personality. So he should, it'll be a very entertaining event. We will definitely need to video it. So. Are there lots of good places to hide in the, in the park? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Woods nice. everywhere. Rock, big rocks everywhere. So it'll be a perfect spot for it. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cool. This feels very Blair Witch project. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> we'll get someone out there with a camera running, you know, yeah. that's like exactly- if I were walking in the woods and something in a Yeti costume jumped out from behind a rock, I'm a grown ass adult and I would probably pee myself. <laughs> so I can't even imagine. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. it. That might have to become the, the you know, that might have to be incorporated into the beer garden next year if it fails with the kids this year. I mean, there's got to be some use for the Yeti costume that that will make make everybody want to pay money and be part of it. Um, yeah. yeah. And then there's sure. a, a triathlon, which sounds fun. Is that part of, but tell us, tell us about some of these other highlights. Yeah, the triathlon um, is a winter triathlon. So you, it's so it's three or obviously three triathlon, <laughs> three activities. So you, um, it's a snowshoe um, around the tra- one of the trails at Lake George, and then you cross country ski after that um, across the lake, and then you loop around on another trail and get on your and you get you hop on your fat bike and um, come back across the lake on your fat bike. So it can be done in teams or it can be done as solo as a solo triathlon and. Uh, it's always interesting, always, always a fun activity to watch. Cause I, you know, people running on snowshoes has always looked very difficult to me. Like I'm a, a cross country skier and like snowshoe snowshoeing seems a little bit boring to me, but then when you add the element of running, I'm like, Oh, okay. I can see what, why that, you know, is more, more of a, an activity, active winter activity. So, yeah. 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 It sounds exhausting. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and and then the other thing I saw that looked like fun, kind of in under the same vein, but it's a fundraiser, is the one about the golf course. That seemed like it would be fun too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jim Brown Foundation um, is hosting a nine and wine. So um, which which is funny because that's what they call it during the summer. So they kept the theme, but it's going to be a, a ski, a 9K ski. And then they're doing a bonfire and they have some um, beverages out there to enjoy after the ski. So that's going to be a fun time out at Lake, or Lake excuse me, Lakewood um, Golf Course. So they've got a bunch of cross-country ski trails out there. It's a beautiful course. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, so, and then maybe let's maybe give us kind of a, a quick, this, it was, we were talking about stuff to do like with the family, with younger kids too. Fox sled, um, the, if they're the Yeti, if they have a strong countenance, um, what else is going on for li- the littles? Um, so out, uh, every, well, Monday through Friday of school, vaca- because Snowfest is over school vacation week this year. Um, so Monday through Friday, uh, in Madison. So hence why it's called Somerset Snowfest. Every, you know, it's in Southern Somerset County. So, uh, Weston Woods and Waters is a new parcel of land that was recently acquired by Somerset Woods trustees. And they are hosting programs every morning, Monday through Friday that week. Um, and so I know that there, I believe there's some geocaching happening. There's a one called What's in the Woods, which I think is a, a family scavenger hunt. So, um, there's some cross country ski clinics happening. And so a number of things like middle of the week to get family outside and active during school vacation week. Yeah, that's awesome. So there's a ton of stuff, obviously during the week, you know, if you're locally, more or less locally based, but uh, like if people are coming in from a little further afield, you know, like what's the parking situation, like where, where it's pretty spread out around the County, but like some of the higher profile events on the weekends, is there, is it, do you expect it to be like a parking situation or do you shuttle people or like, what's the deal? There. Good question. Um, we so first of all, the main office of tourism gave us a fantastic marketing grant this year to help promote the event. And so we are expecting more people this year. So nice. we but luckily, the venues that we host things at all have like pretty decent parking capacity. So like George has, you know, a ton of parking out at the park. So people will be able to, to park there. Um, and then, you know, walk to any of the activities that are happening. Similarly with, you know, the, the fairgrounds that has a ton of parking. We'll, we'll fill up the fairgrounds on the midway and in the infield, and then people can park if there's overflow, like at Walmart or Hannaford, which are right next door. And so we're, we're not, there shouldn't be any parking situations that in which we need to shuttle. Um, so that's great. And, uh, we actually, last year we had someone who came up from, uh, from not just Southern Maine or, you know, the state, they came up from Pennsylvania and she stayed, she, she did a solo vacation for Snowfest, and she yeah. stayed right in Skowhegan. She came out to our, like the, you know, the pre-party for Skajoring and we got to meet her. She attended a couple of Skowhegan Outdoors events. She came for Skajoring and it was, it was really awesome because that is totally the goal of Somerset Snowfest. It's to bring people into Skowhegan and the region during a, a time when, you know, businesses are a little slower because it's not a, you know, summer tourism season. So Right. Is she break? Is she coming back and bringing lots of friends this year? Hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I'm sure we have our contact information somewhere in the registration forms um, for that, those events last year, but yeah, I don't know if she'll be back. Who knows? Yeah. I, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. So tell me too, because last time we talked, we talked about all the awesome, like local, um, you know, food places and whatever. So how are kind of all of your local folks getting highlighted throughout this week? Like for people who are going to be coming in from outside the region? Well, so we've got, we like to engage with as many of our businesses as possible. And so some of them have like volunteered to do stuff. Some of them we do, we plan stuff at ahead of time. And so um, a number of our bars are going to host like 
some sort of party, pre-party, post-party. Um, like I said, there's a kickoff at Bigelow Brewing in collaboration with Baxter Brewing and, and Baxter's our lead scajoring sponsor. And then we've got Unwind, which is the new wine bar in Skowhegan. I say new, like they're now, you know, <laughs> a year and a half old. They're the new wine bar. So um, they're going to be new until it's been COVID. Month. Everything's new. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so they're um, really excited. Billy and Alan are uh, going to be putting together an ice bar over there with some ice luges and whatnot. And so um, we're we're super stoked about that um, to add that to the the schedule. So um, yeah, the businesses all get it, you know, get into it. We actually have some more food vendors coming to Skajoring this year. So last year we we had two thousand people there and we didn't have enough food for them and and the lines were super long. So we're prepping ahead of time for that this year. By we've got a food truck coming. Um, the Main Grain Alliance, I believe, is going to be there with some serving up some naans, I believe. And then uh, we've got some chili and chowder that Lake George will be serving um, out there for scheduling as well. So yeah, people are getting into it. And then you know all the our businesses totally benefit from this too. Last year, Mary and I were out at. We went out to Bloomfields, the local bar, um, to celebrate a successful scheduling event. And the um, we we had heard from one of our businesses down the street earlier that day that she was like super busy, one of her best sales days ever. And then um, the antique shop next door, we happened to see one of the the folks who works there out at the bar, and she bought us a shot, and it was like one of the best days ever, guys. So it was it was just it's so heartwarming to host this event, especially in a in a time when you know it's kind of a dark month in 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 Maine. So yeah, nice. Yeah, now this this lineup. I don't know. This is like, this sounds amazing. And I think not only will they buy you a shot, you might actually get a little bit crowd surfed this, this year. If you uh, go out (laughs) after. (laughs) Um, All right. What else do we, what have we not talked about that you want to highlight here? Um, well, I guess we would be remiss to not mention our lead sponsor, the Height family of dealerships. They have, they like bought into this Snowfest idea at the very get go. They've been the lead sponsor for five years. Sam, um, one of the owners is, is um, super stoked about scheduling and he's actually our MC for the day. And so he gets really into it. He wears his spurs when he comes out for, to be on the microphone. I love that. He's like, I'll underwrite it and I will announce it, but I am not doing it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. But he sends his like employees to the wolves. He's like, you guys have to, you guys need to to go compete. So there's definitely several height teams in the, in the competition every year. So, so thanks, you know, height family dealerships for all the support. They've been great about it. So it's like amazing to know that we've got so many businesses and so many volunteers in the area and so many organizations that we partner with because Lake George has been our partner in this for, you know, five years now. And uh, Somerset Public Health gets involved, Somerset Woods Trustees, uh, Lakewood Golf Course. So we've got all these community partners and volunteers who come out and help. And our business sponsors and supporters are all amazing. So it's really, truly a community event that we couldn't pull off without the help of everyone that's involved. Yeah. And worth noting, I think, and, and maybe there's other things too, like it, it also doesn't have to be like a pay to play thing. It looks like there's a lot of free things to do. Like George Regional Park is free during the events and stuff. So it's, there's like something for literally everybody. Totally. And, you know, we, we do our best to, to get sponsors for things, to make things free. So like the sleigh rides, for instance, where Butler sponsors the sleigh ride or horse and sleigh rides in Coburn Park. And um, they're, you know, happy to do that. And it makes it, it, it enables us to create these like opportunities for free and accessible because people could walk because that's right in downtown Skowhegan and people can walk to it. So just trying to be as inclusive and ex- make things as accessible as possible. So, mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, this is going nowhere because they've been doing it every year. So even if it's too late, even if you've already made plans for that week or weekend, you got to put it on the calendar for next year. Is it always right around the same time? 
Yep. Yep. Cool. Yep. All right. Kajori is always the last, last, is it the last, let's yeah. Last Saturday, last Saturday in February. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Well, yeah, like let's consult the national Northeast equestrian board. And yes, in (laughs) fact, I now have, and we know what the data is. So (laughs) save the data on the calendar. All right, ladies, this has been awesome. Um, so let's see the deets on where it's, uh, somersetsnowfest.org. I know you said, Christina, you have 5 billion uh, websites, but <laughs> we, can, we can just highlight the ones that matter here, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> SomersetSnowFest.org. What else we got? Anything else? Um, there's Obviously, MainStreetsGohegan.com. You can get it to everywhere from there. And um, we would be remiss if we didn't um, highlight Mary's website, MXHMarketing.com. Thank you. Because <laughs> if you also want to take your local event to the next level, she's your lady. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Or if you want to host a scajoring event of your own, we'll share. Oh my God. <laughs> scajoring in a box. That's what we're doing next. Yeah, I love consult. that idea. <laughs> Except then, well, yeah, I guess you still could be the, uh, the regionals. You could be the, you'll, we'll have the national championship, the national Northeastern championship in Skowhegan. And then all these yeah. other places will be like the feeder. You have to do those to qualify. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're, we already. <laughs> Mary's here yeah. for not only your marketing, but also your course consulting. So we're, we're... <laughs> exactly. awesome. All right. Thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I realized while editing recently that I say, yeah, that's awesome. Way too much. And this was no exception. But sorry, not sorry, it all is. And best of all, Ski Joris Cowhegan and a bunch of other fun events are ideally placed on the weekend that bridges school vacations for Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, and who knows how many more states. So pile those little and big buggers into the car and get ready for some ultimate winter fun in Skowhegan. Or better yet, hop onto the Facebook page, find yourself a partner, and sign up on the sly. Give the kids something to brag about to their friends, you badass. Just promise me you'll walk the course with Mary beforehand. Final reminder, except for in the show notes and on the Guides Gone Wild website, where, of course, all these dates and links will remain for the internet eternity, Somerset Snowfest events run from February 17th to 26th, and the Ski Jor Skowhegan Northeast Equestrian Ski Joring Regionals takes place on Saturday, February 26th, 2023, at Skowhegan Fairgrounds in Skowhegan, Maine. That's it for today. Hope everyone gets out for some midwinter fun and keeps it a little bit wild.